You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. So I saw a documentary, and I thought nothing of it until I watched it, and I actually understood what it actually meant. About a year ago, I did my DNA, then I did African DNA, and I did all of all of us DNA, and it kept coming back to southwestern uh, Africa in that region of Nigeria, in a place called Benin. And as I as I watched the documentary on Netflix titled Descendants, it it showed that people from Benin were illegally transported to Mobile, Alabama. It's when it struck me that my mother and my father's families migrated to Chicago from Hertzboro, Alabama, a suburb of one of the smaller cities there. And I thought, hmm. So they grew up outside Montgomery, Alabama. They're from Alabama. Benin. And and it it didn't strike me until I realized the depth to which the I like to call tomfoolery, but in real life you just call it the idiocy, the deceitfulness, the cowardly family that decided to steal people from Africa and bring them to America and then try to hide the evidence. Fortunately, there was a group of people in Alabama who decided that since the story was told 90 years after Zora Neale Hurston wrote it, Bakaroon, the story of the last black cargo, it now came to fruition with interviews of the last known descendant of the 1860 voyage, Koju I'm sorry, Cujo Lewis. I'm so excited. I, I can mispronounce simple words. But then when you look at the history and you look at the depth of which the African tribes, the African people, the African natives were disassembled and tossed around the globe, it's it's. It's great to hear that someone had the temerity to create what's what's now called the Cotilda Descendant Association to bring back and create what's needed in Alabama and bring about what's rightfully theirs. Today, our guest is Altavis who is the vice president of this Cotilla Descendants Association. Good evening, Altavis. How are you? Good evening, Dr. Harris. I am well. Thank you for having me. How are you? I am, needless to say, a little overwhelmed. Uh, That documentary (laughs) gave me goosebumps knowing that my family was from Alabama, and now I will have to yeah. find out where their yeah. parents migrated from and how they got Absolutely. to Alabama. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. So, Please do. Um, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of the... Um, one of the emotions, one of the behaviors, one of the acts that we as Clotilda descendants hope um, is is given to others as they hear our story. We, we hope that others are inspired to say, you know what, let me find out who I am, where I'm from. Let me connect the missing pieces. And so you were, first of all, were you in the the Netflix video? The Netflix documentary? I was not in that video, but two of my cousins and my uncle Gary okay. um, were in that video. Um, I actually, myself and my uncle Gary, um, were in a documentary um, uh, curated by National Geographic. Okay. Um, which is on National Geographic and it's on Hulu and Disney Plus and such. So I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Help! Help me with the story. Um, I, I don't. How did the Clotilda come to America, and how how exactly? I'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that somebody decided yeah, to yeah. commit a crime. Correct. Of 110 Correct. people. A federal, a federal, and, right. A federal offense. And, yeah. and try to hide it. Correct. Well. I, yeah, not try to hide it. They they did hide it in plain sight, of course, um, because this story is known to every person in that area in the southern Alabama region. This was the worst kept secret <laughs> of of the state of the region. Um, so, and and I am a direct descendant of Cujo Lewis. He was my great 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 grandfather. Okay. Um, okay, so eighteen sixty there was a gentleman, Timothy Mayor, who said, you know what? Even though the importation of slaves into the United States has now been deemed a federal crime punishable by by death, I can still bring in some slaves. I, I have the authority, I have the entitlement, I have the resources to do such. And that is what he did, basically. Um, he connected with a uh, captain, Captain Foster, who had a schooner called the Clotilda. And, and let me just say, the mayor family, they were in the shipping business. So, you know, they had resources, they had boats, so that they had these um, resources. So he connected with Captain Foster. They refitted the schooner Clotilda, um, refitted the hull so that it could carry human beings, transport them. Um, and the, the thought was that the Clotilda, um, because of the type of ship that it was, it was streamlined, it was fast, that it could be the best option because it could evade capture. So Captain Foster went over to Benin and uh, contracted with the um, king of the then Dahomey tribe, King Galele. The original, um, he was originally supposed to bring 125 slaves. That was, you know, the the amount of resources that he had for 125 slaves. 
you can go there. Um, 110 or 110-ish are loaded on. He gets spooked uh, because there are ships coming, and they set sail. My and, and interestingly enough, my ancestor Kucho, as he recounts in his story in Barracuda, he was not a part of that original 110. He cried out to his friend, Hebe, um, and because he cried out, they then grabbed him and took him aboard uh, the ship. And they traveled through the Middle Passage um, for two months, landed uh, Mobile Bay. They were taken off of the ship around the three-mile island area, um, again, to um, evade capture, because now we're, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about people who are creating a federal crime. There are union soldiers. There are soldiers around. You know, they are afraid, because if they are caught, if they're captured, this is punishable by hanging the offense. Um, my ancestor and the other 109 captives um, were left in the swamp for weeks, naked, hungry, beaten, bruised, disillusioned. Um, and then they were taken and divided. Mm-hmm. Um, and some were um, sent to, and they were sent to various parts of Alabama. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when we come back, I want to, I want to ask you about, uh, two quick things. One, why is this story so important to African-Americans worldwide? And when okay. we when we think about the story of this slave ship, I, I wonder what are some of the some of the things we need to understand about your loss of legacy? We're talking to Altavis. She is the vice president of the Clotilda Descendants Association and. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. This is the Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number if you want to hit me on the talk and text line. We'll have a, uh, see if we can ask Altavis any questions. Our guest is Altavis. She is the vice president of the Clotilda Descendants Association. And do you still live in Alabama? I do not, actually. Um, I, my family, my immediate family, and I moved from Mobile in the uh, late 80s. Uh, I currently reside in Philadelphia. Okay. But I, I travel home as often as I possibly can. Okay. So wh- why, why, why should this story be important to African-Americans, blacks, people that make up the African diaspora worldwide? 
Why would it be important to them? Absolutely. Um, well, first let me say that this should be important to all Americans because this this is an American story. This this story of my ancestor has been intricately interwoven into the tapestry of America. Um, and that is an, in of itself and part and parcel why it should be important to African Americans. Um, what happened to my ancestors, to these 110 Africans, happened to the ancestors of every African American in this country. This isn't a singular story. We are fortunate enough to know our story, to know our heritage. Um, and, and because of that, we are grateful. But this is every African-American story. Nuances are different. Situation is the same. We were all stolen, taken captive, and brought to a land to be tortured and subjugated for our entire time here. This story tells not just of that tale, but it tells of the origin of the people. It shows African-Americans who don't know their history that we were people before we were slaves. We were educators. We were farmers. We were royalty. We were craftspeople. We did not magically appear in this country as slaves. And we did not come here willingly. And there were many of us who were taken who always yearned to return home. That yearning never leaves you. There is that continent-shaped hole in every African-American spirit that yearns for home, the yearns to be reconnected to its origin. So very true. And so now you have, for lack of a better term, lost a legacy that should have rightfully been yours when they built Africa town. So at, 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 at what, at what level can, can you assume the amount of money that your ancestors have lost <laughs> over the years? I, 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 I can't imagine building an entire town and becoming self-sufficient and having somebody come behind Correct. you and do what they did Correct. in Tulsa to Africa town. Correct. We're, we're talking billions of dollars, wow. of current dollars, billions. Absolutely. Because, again, where, where would you find a self-sustaining community? You, you, you will not. not. Not in this country, not of African, not of Africans, not just African-Americans, but Africans but African descent. who right. barely spoke the language, who were learning the culture and the customs all while reinstituting their own customs and culture. You know you're making me speechless, right? 
<laughs> you know, you're, you know, because you you think about just one group of people. You know, I was I was reading yeah. uh, Shamari Will's book, Black Fortunes, and came across the name in, you know, in like as far back as 1841, William Alexander um, Leidesdorf, who was mixed uh, Jewish, okay. Danish and Virgin Islander and mm. was the first black millionaire because he went out to mm. to. I guess California that was then Mexico, part of Mexico still, right. and became yeah. a millionaire. Yeah. But then when he died, he's worth $38 million in, in 2018 wow. dollars. Wow. A white man took over his property and went to his mother down in the Virgin Islands, found her. They were estranged. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. Sold it to okay. her for $2.1 million, and it was worth $38 million. Mm. I'm sorry. Wow. Bought it and, from her. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah. it's that type of thing. That when you think all the way back to Africa town, it nothing's really changed. No, nothing has changed. But the what I will say the the beauty of our story is that we as the descendants have held on to it. And we haven't just held on to it for ourselves. We have been intentional in educating our children our descendants. And so because of that, not only can no one take um, our true heritage away from us, but then we are empowered. We are emboldened to say, no, 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 no. This first is ours. And secondly, we're taking it back. And, and that is the process of what's happening in Africa town. Um, while of course there is so much blight. Um, the the community that was once thriving is now a, a, a skeletal relic of itself, which is of course unfortunate. Um, but there's now attention, and there's global attention on Africa Town on the descendants, and with that type of attention, with that type of support, the detractors who were once in control, in commission, um, who who were reigning over um, our people, our community, have to now stop. All right. Because eyes are watching, because support wow. is here, because systems are coming into place that saying, you know what, no, 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 not this, not anymore. Well, thank you. I appreciate um, all that you've shared with us. Is there anything you want to leave us with today? Uh, Well, thank you for having me. Um, This is uh, a part of our mission as a as an association. It is to to educate. It is to honor. It is to share our story. Um, Please, I, I. beg your listeners to go to our website, thequiltildestory.com. Um, understand more of us and what we're doing, and, and please support our efforts um, in any way that you can. Share our story with every person that you encounter and allow our story to be the catalyst for you to, to, dig deep, to, to no longer be afraid to peek behind the veil of slavery, 
um, to see what you'll find. Find yourself. I thank you so very much for that. Altavis, Vice President of the Clotilda Descendants Association. If you get a chance, check out the Hulu documentary and the Netflix documentary. It will leave you speechless and quite possibly in tears. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate my time here. All right. Thank you so much.